20 and we're back with episode two of baby listen but this is gonna be great so i'm pointy i'm angel la and this is baby listen all right so let's just get straight into it okay we don't need no answer though i hope y'all looked at our first episode it was crazy and we discussed about us just being ourselves what we come from and what we've been through so if y'all haven't looked at the first episode make sure y'all tap yes and thank you for everybody who did listen to the first episode and it came back for episode two and this episode is titled Baby List. Baby Listen. And it's really open conversation. Like, this is an open conversation. One of the last one a little more serious, but this one is tonight. Okay. Well, you about to get into it. I'm about to take my shot before we even get started. She already took hers. Make sure y'all pour y'all's up because we like to have a good time. Yeah. Y'all make sure that y'all listening to any podcast, whether it be Baby Listen or whatever it is, get your popcorn, get your shot, sit with your family, make sure y'all leave us your yeah. Check my Instagram out, Queen T206. And I'm at Angel L A A N T D L E L A Y. Let's get into it. All right. All right. So I'm going to start with the first topic. Is you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? My knee is proper grabber because we are agitated winning. <laughs> so, like you said, it's an open discussion. Y'all can chime in at any time. Make sure you leave your comments and everything. So, first, I want to know Quincy, were you raised off of loves or were you raised off of survival? I was raised off of five. Sure. So just to go off of that, like now, even when I was with my daughters when I was young, I made sure we had mommy and daughter time. All the time that me and I thought I knew with my mom. Yeah. Even being an own child, I would spoil my mother me. She had a deep belief. But it was depth under all survival. It was plenty of times brought up that I was reminded my mother would have her relationship to make sure I was through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she did. She had to do it for me. Yeah, cause cause my stepfather is a very uh, well-off man, and he's a good good guy. But I felt like she really wasn't happy. So it put so much pressure on the kid, knowing that damn, my mom doing this for me and not for herself. So I made sure I would never do that. Yeah, but I definitely was raised on a survival. My mother comes from the streets. A father comes from the streets, and I'm raising my kid up for sure. I think so, Celia. Yeah, I can agree because I feel like a lot of us now, our generation. Our parents raised us off of survival because they were just in that awkward phase. You get what I'm saying? They were, you know, baby boomers. They were, I mean, they came from baby boomers. I'm sorry. Right. Um, and they had they had to work. They didn't have a choice. They didn't get the option to be entrepreneurs. They could have been, but it was rare. Yeah. We have it so much. I'm not going to say easier. We have it different from them because it's the age of technology to get stuff out there more. But I think I was raised off of both. My mother and father loved me through and through. But we still were raised off of survival. We grew up in another, you know what I'm saying? We had to fight for everything. We went in the public school system, if you know what I'm saying? And, like, it's like, as a kid, you still had to make decisions for yourself because your parents didn't make all the decisions because they were always, 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 always at work. We're not always at work. We have time to love. Time exactly. And they just weren't presented the opportunity to, to love on us. Like, they probably wanted to, too. Yeah. But how they had the work at uh, it's been plenty of times that I came in growing up, nights was all thing. Yes, was all. I remember flushing the toilet with buckets of water. I remember warming up a bowl of water, putting it in the microwave. Yeah, to take, and watch, take a bath, to wash up. Yeah, like that's the type of thing that my kids never. My kids are not as serious than So, you know, you have to, oh, you have to bow down and give respect to your parents and honor your money. Follow us. The things that they went through and the things that they did, but I'm just not raising my kids right Yeah. And it is, like you said, because of the new technology and a new thing of us being like alpha women. Because back then, women sold. Well, they sure did. And at the halt, we got to get into that. Because baby, 
What the all our engineer tapping in? What's up? Yeah. If you're able to provide a lifestyle for your kid, yeah. Do you feel? Because I come from a similar background, and I look at life a little bit different. So it's like, was my mother just making bad choices and not being responsible, being selfish, and cutting my life short? I'm a I'm a whore in the all wood. Or was it just true fight? I think there's a fine line between irresponsibility and true hardship. I think hardship, I feel like hardship is something, it's a season. It's not a great. Yeah. Yeah. So what I want to say to that is we have to learn to show our parents greatness, okay? I was angry. I was so angry with my parents for a long time because I felt like they could have did more. They could have tried harder. They could have, you know, sacrificed other things at other areas. But our parents are human. Our parents are people. They're not just here for us. You get what I'm saying? They can't provide a good life for us if they're not good within their own life. And I was angry. I was angry for it all time. And I just repaired my relationship with one. I love Farmer so much. That like just makes me so much. She's so resilient. But I was angry with her because I felt like you didn't do everything possible that you could have done for me. But she did everything that she could. And she did everything she felt like she would be able to do. And that's why I'm here today as the person that I am because of what how she was and what she provided me and what she you know what she kept for me because she you know parents think that they keep stuff from you to protect you but you feel like you should have told me that exactly so to you know go off with our uh, producer my engineer just said i would definitely have to say for me and my mother it was a hardship it wasn't something of her being irresponsible it was having a baby young and being a baby yourself and going through the thing and trying to figure it out like my, me and my mother done 16 years apart, so we can work together. And you know what I'm saying? So with that being said, it's definitely a hardship. And it's thinking that you're doing the best for your child, but not understanding that a child doesn't want much. They, they just want you to be there. They just want you to be there. So all the shoes my mother was, she be in my hair every week. I got shoes, two pair of shoes every month. Yes, yeah, I think about it. Dusty, you was dressed every day. Yeah. I, I was, my mother made sure I was dressed. She was at the salon. She did her thing, and but that didn't mean nothing to me. This just wanted to, but people thought that it meant everything. That they thought she popping me, she liked the dress, she liked the me, she liked the red. But I just needed my mother to hold me and to kiss me and to tell me that she love me and to say, "Baby, this I got you, man. I love you." And kiss me, and I didn't start getting the kissing and stuff until I was an adult. Really, my mother kissed me as a child. I kind of mean like I'm really nice, but I, I'm. You know me, I'm there. Like, I love people, but don't touch me, don't talk to me, don't call me every second. Like, I need my space. Yeah. But my mother, she, you know, she, I, did, I had this conversation prayer yesterday. Like, this might be TMI, but when I was 12 years old, we went on a field trip to the zoo. I told my mother, my mother did not, does not remember this, but I started my period at the zoo. And my mother just, she was never a chaperone. But she saw that face. What's up? Is something weird. It's okay. It's I know my people at the zoo yard, and my mother was chaperoning. She never chaperoned, but I don't know what God put in her mind this day. Cause my mother, my mother worked hard. My mother was a college. She worked. I had seven siblings. Okay, she can't just give one person attention. You know what I'm saying? But she chaperoned me this day, and I started my period at the zoo. And I went in the bathroom, and I came out, and I told my mother. And this is the first conversation where I feel like me and my mother actually sat down. It was just me and her, not me and her and my siblings. Me, her, and my heart. Yeah, me and her. And it was just, it was so intimate to me. And I just will never forget that. And I appreciated it. Like, wow, she's here. 
Like God made this happen. Yeah. And all these I was bitter with Papa for a long time. I didn't know not. I have mommy issues though. Me too. And you know what's so crazy because the top women, that's gonna be the biggest title no matter what you do in your life. Being a mother no matter how much money you make, no matter what you do, it's gonna be being a mother first. It's always gonna be at first. And when I started my period, my mother had been married for years and years and my mother didn't even want my stepdad to know I started my Really? Yeah, she was so particular about stuff like that. She, either my period passed, she would have me wrap it in newspaper. I wrapped it in a newspaper yeah. and I would put it in a grocery bag, tied up, so I don't know. And I always had a daughter here in the kitchen, never in a bathroom. She always let her bathroom trash clean. Like my mother was just so particular like that and so clean like that and just so secretive about her child. She was so overprotective. And that's okay, no. though. Yeah. She thought she was doing the best for you, even though she probably was sheltering you in a way that she... But I needed that, and she made sure when I got out of line, she was like, if you don't get out of line, I'm going to file a boot. My mother that blame. My mother needs to call the police on that. Okay, she did that to be like, she not going to play with us. So, yeah, definitely um, our parents, we both can agree that it was definitely our partnership more than survival. A little bit of survival, but dealing, sit back and really getting up the benefit of the dollar and let's see how they had it. We grow up and you become a parent. You understand it flourishing because you want the best for your child. And I love it in there. They did the best that they, you know, they did the best that they knew with what, 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 what they all Yeah, I love my parents so much though. I have a new respect as a parent myself. And I just can't thank them enough for what they, you know, how they try to figure it out themselves. So I'm gonna know if you feel like, do you think it could work with a person that was raised off of love and privilege to uh, be with a person that was raised off of survival? For sure. So how do you feel about that? Rayvon's survival is just, cause it's just two completely different people. It is. And when you raise off survival, we're going to do whatever it means. If anybody get hurt. To make it care. You don't care. Come out of it. Yeah. Nope, it don't matter. He just raised off of less. He didn't let go. Uh, like, uh, ghosts. I would think those two people were going to connect. You don't think they connect? Well, I believe you think they're putting a different word. World. It's, yeah, because one's not going to understand the other. I was about go be too different it's gonna be something yeah especially for people that didn't feel like had a red carpet rolled out for them can i tap into that y'all so i was with a person who was raped off of love um was supported throughout their whole life their career they was put into you know a particular lane and they were honed in that lane like they were you know cultivated in that lane so like they were preparing this person for the certain life that they wanted because they could they had those needs for us we have to figure it out what's going to work for me good one ten and I feel like that person that I was with, they was just mad at their people because it's like, well, that supported me. They not here for every single thing that I'm doing. Me, I don't have nobody shows Like, they will randomly, but at every single occasion, I have to pop up to a business by myself. No plans, no family, no support. And I'm going to rock that stuff every time. So I feel like I used to get resentful with that. Like, you literally have people in your corner every step of the way, and you're still ungrateful. And I feel like being raised off of survival makes me more more grateful for every opportunity that I get. And grateful for every person that didn't show up. Like, it, I'm so brave. Because the person that was raised off of love, they gonna, they expecting that. Yep. They expecting you to show up. Yep. No, no. You supposed to be there. But me, we, and you, we have more understanding. Like, oh, I understand that you've had that going on. I understand it. Don't worry about it. It's cool. I made it work. You know what I'm saying? I, would, I don't know if you know, but do you remember that I played tennis in high school? And we went to the championship. And my chapter, I'm about to cry, though. My championship game, I was so excited. I played uh, first single. 
okay, because I was a beast at the tennis right. But um, I played first singles and it was the championship game. And I had nobody show up, and I won. Um, and I won a championship, and we were. I was just so happy, you know. And I I was able to appreciate the moment, but I just wish that I had somebody we're there. Happy. You feel what I'm saying? No parents, no grandparents, nothing. Like my grandfather tended to one yet. Rest in peace to my granddad. He was the best. Yeah. But you know, our parents had to do what they had to do. They had to go to work. They had to pay the bills. But I had nobody show up for my championship game. Like I won the title for a whole state, the whole Senate, the state. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like I think about that. Like I've always been, and that's why I'm still like a solo person. Like I move by myself. If you know me, I go out to eat by myself, go to the movies by myself. I'm in the lot by myself. I'm not nobody on their feet. Cause I was raised off for survival, so like it carries throughout your life. It do. I think that get out the They all be oh how little they are killing people raised off for surviving so much. And you know what's so crazy is because I was going to Spain. If you from Cleveland, you know about this. Uh, this called Showway. Oh, Showway Dallas. I'm not like him over here. Showway didn't. You have performers who have dancers, you have singers. You're on tour. If you on tour and you go through. To all the recreation centers and everything throughout the summer, all the festivals. And I was a cheerleader in high school. I cheered for Max Hayes. I was there ninth and tenth. I cheered for John Hay. I was there eleventh and twelfth. Yeah, indeed. Period. And I had my family show up one time. Everybody. It's right for my senior year. And let me tell you all what happened to me. What? I sprained both my knees. I wasn't even able to perform. Or should I? And the whole family was there. Like, when I tell you, like, my team, like, I will never forget, it was a girl on, uh, on the team, her name, Night. And so I was like, y'all was like, she, she was just so sad. Like, y'all, we don't know what's going on. Cheerleaders all the day at competition. And I sprayed both my knees and all my family. Were my, they didn't know because we was backstage. And, like, everybody went out and they was looking for me. They see you. And they ain't see me. Like, my knees was so messed up, I could not perform. It was like, well, I couldn't walk. It was just. It was my mother and my and my stepdad took me to the hospital right after that. But I just had to say that that, was, that was a moment that everybody showed up for me. And I, you couldn't even, I couldn't even, but they was there. They was there. They were there. Yeah, so that's love and survival, baby. So next time I'm going to talk about, how do you feel about being in the in the entertainment industry while dating or in a relationship? Do you think it worked? Oh, it don't work. But this is a woman that's in the entertainment industry and is engaged. Have a family. Because I'm single, baby. It's a little sad. <laughs> and it really doesn't work. When I first moved to Georgia, uh, my oldest two, Bobby, was like, I don't like to be in the clubs. I don't like to be around a DJ, man. It created a conflict, and that's why he left. And now, even with my relationship now, I feel like that is creating a conflict. And I love him so much, but when I really sit down and look at it, I'm like, how long will this relationship one last? Because no matter what, I still end up back in this situation where I want to be in an entertainment field and a person that I'm with doesn't respect me or doesn't know how to stand. But listen, they see me, you see my babe, I got fucked. If that day somebody else is in the entertainment, it's still kind of like a, a conflict of interest with all my heads because I'm not spending time there. Because who was one of the other Who was one of the other both heads? Yup, because they both, because y'all both be, y'all both doing it. So that's why I prefer a man that's not in the entertainment so we can be at home with the kids, but then. A person that's at home with the kids that doing all that, and like it's only not about you. It's all about you. You doing this and you doing that. So it's really right now the best advice I can give is I'm still trying to figure it out and to be continuing. And that's okay because we still learning, we still growing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We even though we're 30, we still have a lot of things that we have not experienced. Exactly. And I think our producer and our engineer today, he can really like we 
add something to that. Being married and being with somebody for so long, and then you being, even like you said last night, you done come in till four in the morning working, doing what you had to do, whatever case. You might be long shoes that you're doing. Like, how do a spouse really accept that and really understand and really have your team with best interest that I'm supporting you and no matter how long you're long, stick with it? I think the, the important piece of that is even though that spouse may not be in the industry, there's still ways you can include them to be a part of it. Exactly. And I feel like it it has to be, you were going to say, it has to be together. Like, it can't be like, I'm over here doing this and you can't. I'm, you found a house notes watching that. that it be a part of it. Exactly. As opposed to, I'm out here doing this, like, I want them to have a say. Exactly. Real, exactly. You could just because you may not be a professional creative, that doesn't mean you don't have to be a priceless. But how do we make this happen together? And when did when that all fails, because I feel like that I have did, especially being in this relationship I'm in right now, that I have did my best to include him on everything. Say, what do you think about this? Why well, I know that I love that. And it feels sometimes it still collide with still my heads about it. Because people are human, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you gotta you gotta show them words. Okay, you don't completely understand what I'm doing. But I'm here to try to break it down for you to show you this is what I'm doing. I'm not doing nothing sneaky, okay? It takes small hours, it takes sacrifice, it takes for the attention to be on me because being in an industry, the limelight is all you. And not that I'm trying to overshadow you or be better than you or be more out there than you, but I would, I'm a focal point. I'm a main character. But, but you're a part of the process. Right. It's a being it. So the way the way I navigated it for a long time was by by critic her in a business aspect. So it might be handling any inquiries that come through the website, booking stuff. Yeah. Invoicing people. Right. Handling those those aspects that creatives like i i feel like paperwork is where creativity goes to die Literally. but if you give someone that's strong like stopping the, the other perfect out the stronger so we have a, a certain balance balance for sure and definitely i feel like my relationship had that balance because mike was good with the fire banner yeah, the, what do i call that i call him my creative director the i call him um our man i call my no that's another one that like your spouse is your manager. Yeah, literally. So like, sure. Honey, you someone want to book you for this? Like, let me give you my manager's info, and that way, they're in the loop. They know what's so annoying. It don't like this. Things can be perceived as like sneaky or whatever. But it, it, it it really isn't. But if they in the loop and they know what's well, no, it's that person. It's more acceptable. But I I do and like I feel like at this point I never told him that, but I feel like he's my brother. Yeah, like, you know, when we sit in there brainstorming and stuff, you know and you always buy the input. And I appreciate that because a lot of people feel like it's not their place. Exactly. You're not in the, you know, podcast, but you're still a part of the process. Exactly. Because that's your significant other input. And that's a wisdom in itself. Yes. A lot of people have people, like, I know people that have a passion to be creative, whether it's writing, and their, their, their spouse will tell them to be realistic. Yeah, yeah. What's realistic, okay? Because I'm a big dream. Nothing if the sky's the limit. Nothing is all like, I couldn't, I, I, that's a deal breaker for me. Shut up, for example, I mean, you could rain on your old beret. You have a right away. He said, okay, because I'm a Sagittarius spinning through. I'm a dreamer. I'm an adventurer. I'm a wildfire. If you can't keep up, you're going to get burnt. Is it, you're going to get left. You're going to get left. Okay, okay. Um, so I just feel like um, being in the inter entertainment industry for me and dating, it takes a lot of sacrifices, it takes a lot of compromises, it takes a lot of communication for 
Like, you have to be understanding. You have to be patient. Like, yeah, I got to go further a little bit so that I can go, you know, further. You feel what I'm saying? Because let's be real. Sex sales. If I'm pretty, if I have a good personality, people are going to want to work with me. People are going to want to be around me. I have to be likable. I may not, I'm not one to create. One thing I do not do, I do not compromise my morals. I will not. And people have cut ties with me because I'm not going to sleep with them. I'm not going to go on a date with them. One thing about me, baby, I told y'all last episode, so make sure y'all tap in if y'all didn't already. I'm a nerd. I don't do that. I dress how I dress. And that's me. I'm a sex, I'm a sex symbol. Like, and I hate to admit it because I'm goofy. I'm fun. You know, right? I've said, I was caught at all. Huh? This sex symbol is not do anything. I don't because that's not okay, especially not for a deal. I'll rather work for it. I will work for it, okay? I'll build it myself. But I feel like uh, being in a relationship and being in the entertainment industry is very difficult. Uh, but it takes a lot of sacrifice. I come from poverty worse. That's true. A lot. Well, I that is my bad. This is interesting. How many women in the industry that do you know personally that did things that say it that you would not necessarily be willing to do and they thought it was going to get them? Indeed, but how many people has that actually worked for? It that, don't, but like I said before, a lot. It don't work. For me, the people I know, it don't work. Because they already, the person that was trying to gain something from there already got what they Exactly. And I find like you was, uh, there's no disrespect to nobody, but we, baby, listen, you gotta be, this about women empowerment, you gotta be. It's raw, luxury. If you like, just look back into Love of Hip Hop and Cardi B and DJ Self, and she started sleeping with DJ Self. If you look back, at, I'm not telling no business that people, the world don't already know. If you look back into the timeline of them and her sleeping with him, he was playing a whole nother female music and doing everything else for the other female, and Cardi B was on his butt. Like, and what you doing? Why you ain't playing my song? We can't even listen to my music, right? And she said, when I make it, you're going to be real tight. And that's exactly what she said. When I make it, you're going to be real tight. So nobody I have seen has made it far was sleeping with somebody and doing and giving that extra, that extra, if your body to somebody that's that's to make it area. to make it far in the industry, it don't work. You gotta just ride and you and it, it ain't what you know it's who you know. And if they genuinely care about your success and believing in your art and your work, they can go put you. It's either they believe in you or they don't. You don't have one. nothing extra. Exactly. But look at her now. You feel what I'm saying? Now, it's not like I just go for her. Baby, you need to still. Yeah, that's still for her. You all have to still put the same time. He did. We was watching her on AB and his same time. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, and he was real tight. He was, and he deserved that. You all need to stop. I just feel like people need to stop, like, you know, having expectations for women. I don't care how I come. I don't care how I dress, because this, this is 2023. We're going to wear what we want to wear, nail that. And, but just because I wear a side does not mean you are obligated to do something. I don't care. I do not care. But we can go on to something else, y'all. I want to talk about, I don't have a significant other, but you do. <laughs> Reasonable times to come in if you're in a relationship. I mean, I can still speak on it, but what is a reason? Is it is there a reasonable time? Can they come in whenever? Is always key vacation? Is that? I'm gonna be completely honest, and it's so 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 double sided, right? Take it, it is like when I was out and I ain't come in the house until five six in the morning. I was like, it's okay, cause I was really trying to do something to further my business. I was there to see about that, even though it was like I didn't like the vibe. I missed my friend. I can't get her again. But when Mike decided to stay out until four in the morning and do all that, she said, and it wasn't business. Baby, listen. Baby, listen. It's a no-no. Yeah. 
So it's still fresh, y'all, so I'm not going to speak on it. How y'all feel about our double standards? I want to go. It's a no-no, and that can never happen again. Ooh, she's that. It can never happen again. Like, it's, it got to be some type of communication, but we know that this is the time we coming in, if we're kicking it with our friends, and this is the time we coming in and we're going busy. So what if he, you know, is checking in with you, like, every hour, like, this is where I'm at now. That's what I'm the feeling. The day. I'm not trying to get my control. He didn't even do that. He didn't even do that. But even if he did that and said, well, we going here now, are we here now? It's still not acceptable because I don't feel like that you need an all-day kick it with your friends. Where I said I can go out for two hours like he did and come back home to your family. Now, if it's business and stuff, one oh, it's a networking event. Then I understand networking, you're talking to people. Yeah. It, and, and it could be a double standard and it could be very selfish to me. But that's what comes with me. So if you don't accept it, I don't open tell you. I think it's a double standard. It's a for sure, for sure probably. But I'm not going to accept that. Um, it can't, I'm just laughing. It can't be. It's a case by case. It is case by case. It's definitely situational. Yeah. I don't think it's a, it can't be like an everyday thing. That just don't make sense. No, wait, it's not going to be an everyday Yeah. But I can't accept that no more. If you want out of keeping with your friends, it need to be like, okay, you in by 2 o'clock, you in by one thirty type of situation. But, you have a family. Yeah, but coming in at 4 or 5 in the morning, I'll kick his stuff. I'm just never going to accept that. So that's that's just me. So in relationships, 2 o'clock is the max for me. And if you know a business, you need to stay known. You might go and be on time overnight. Whatever it is that's for you, that you feel is good for your business, you do that. Yeah. I don't know. So for me, um, I've honestly dated people in the industry, not necessarily entertainment, but they, you know, athletes and stuff like that. So I just feel like, it's a role, you do know what I'm saying? Everything is a facade. So like, okay, I have to go out and I have to play this role. I have to stay out till four o'clock in the morning so people could think that, you know, I'm this person or I maintain this image or I'm not too good to kick it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but as for me, I feel like people always had an issue with it. Oh, you out there flirting. You out there talking to people. You um, in somebody's face, somebody buying bottles of sitting shots, you get what I'm saying, as a woman. So I just feel like, me personally, I'm real. I'm very lenient, though. I hate to admit that, but I'm very weak. I, I'm I'm okay as long as I know what's going on. You need to communicate it. In the middle of it, go to the bathroom and FaceTime me real quick. How's your night going? No, are y'all good at home? No, check it. Don't just be out. So there ain't no time in the woods too. It's all that they communicate. Yeah, but you need to be at home. Like I'm going to be up the whole time you're out. So take that into consideration. Exactly. Like I'm going to be up until six. If you're out until six o'clock, I'm going to be. I'm hard. Wait for you to come here. Stop playing. <laughs> Maybe it might be a double center. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We know that. Yes. Oh. I have a question for you. Um, see all with that. What's what? Listen. Well, baby, listen. Don't open discussion. Y'all better tune in because you would never know what route is gonna go. All right. This one probably get people out of their character. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel about your partner having a significant other? I mean, I snipped the other other friend of the opposite say. This oh my god! So this, you know people like best friend, best friend, best friend. Listen, y'all. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter if to be in Dubai to breathe. It don't matter. Part of that track, but that I care. I don't know what's about that, but he's ugly girl. He cares. He girls. It don't matter if the vibe and the blinker is coming. If the vibe and the liquor is coming, does it have right. that whole other drugs and liquor that don't have me bugging? It's that little vibe. They got some people with some other people. They don't understand. They don't look whenever it's available. They don't care. But versa, like if I know, 
I, but I don't give a like to me. It's like if I don't give a shit like I'm too confident in my own shit. Like if you feel that person will bring something better to the table. Then that's big ball for it. It means that by all means. Yeah, by all means, but sure. But when me and my significant other got together, we could be laying in a bed watching a movie. And females would call his phone. Hey, brother, what you doing? Let me tell you about what happened today. And it's 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Because why are they calling you with that? And so I had to tell him, like, look, I don't care about your female friends and all of this. But this 12, 1 o'clock in the morning thing is not going to, this got to stop. Like, this is not acceptable. And then, this is why I, I'm insecure. I know what I care sometimes, yes. Especially if you nagging and nagging about something, I feel like that's a simple it's insecurity. So, I'm insecure when it comes to things like this. If it's all times, of, uh, hours of the night and females calling you, in my mind, I'm insecure thinking something else is going on. But then, this is when the security comes, and this is that woman intuition. Men don't have woman intuition. That's only something we care so later down the line, I felt out that these same females is that's the fault. Is it the intuition that makes your logic not make sense? First of all, uh, let me finish my statement. Like, I thought we get cut off. Cut his mic off. He can't. He the he the producer gone. He can't even cut his own mic off. But uh, listen, when I realized that it wasn't me being insecure, it was me following my women's intuition. Baby, listen, follow your women's intuition. Because some of these females that was calling him at them hours telling my brother was women that he had slept with. And they tried to play. And they tried to play. No, baby, you can't stop it. So, no, you can't. You can have female friends, but I need to meet them and know that y'all never did anything. We was together beforehand. And I have to be secure and trust that she's telling me the truth. Hey, that did y'all never been again before. But if y'all have had sensual relations before, it's a no-go. I don't like that either. You need a body girl. No, I don't need a body. I don't need your body count. I don't care about body count. I don't care about body count. I don't care. That's wrong. That's super hard as long as nobody hop me for they been with. That's not your business. Somebody come to me and hop. I don't care if it's only been three people. Don't ask me how many people I've been with. That's not. That's why the hard is this. You need to focus on you and how long you gonna be around. Don't focus on. Don't focus on the way count. Focus on yourself. Focus on how long you gonna be around, baby. So for me, as a woman, that also is. You know, that also dates women, you know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like having a, it's difficult for me for people having um, friends of the opposite sex. Because women, like, I don't care how masculine of a woman you are. You have women friends, you're a girl at the end of the day. So it's difficult for me because it's like, okay, is she interested in her? Or, like, have they talked before? Do they flirt with even straight women? Like, if it's a, if I'm with a masculine woman, I feel like they'll still be kind of attracted to her, like, in a way. Because I feel like women are curious. Is that it's in our nature. So you even let them have the female friends, too, because yes. they both fit. Yes, I don't even care about the male yeah, friend. Yeah, so that's dip. It's hard. It ain't a friend. All right, it's very different. But, oh, baby, listen. Baby, listen. I got something to ask you. Okay, before, would you ever date at my sexual man? Is that a baby do or a baby? No, we trying to put your blood. A bisexual man. Is there such thing as a bisexual man? You know, people be like, if a man is a bisexual, he's gay. Mike, is there such thing as a bisexual man? I don't fucking know. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't. I, the, the way I see it, I, I, I think, no. It's not such thing. As, I think, I think. If he go, if he dated a dude that had sexual relations with the dude, he's gay. He's not bisexual. I feel like coming from a man point of view. I feel like I think when it comes to men and their sexuality, it, it they come and just like one way or the other. Like I don't really feel 
I like that. They, I don't think it's as, like, I think it's just women's sexuality was different. I, I, I feel like, you know, it's like the, the oak. Yeah, I think. And they're like, man, they're like, man, this is what it is. Like, it, I have never personally met so, a, a, a man. That's my sister. I've never been a bisexual. And, oh. and I'm 43. Yeah, happy. Oh, you look good. Harry <laughs> Pooh. So my thing is, like, with bisexuality, women, this is like the, and I know that, that women are accepted bisexual, but men are not. But I feel like women can wear pants and can wear skirts. So, like, you know, social. Not, you know, person, people personal preference, but socially, women can wear skirts and they can wear men's. If a man goes out in a skirt or a dress, but you ain't doing that work. I like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. But like for me, I would be, I don't, I can't be in a relationship with the fam because baby, they didn't get me my issues and I'm cool on them because I'm a feminine woman with a strong personality. Yeah. And every woman that I've been with, I'd always been the dominant except for one, which was a stud. Right. And I was that soft. Or I tried to be that soft woman, right? But um, most of all the women that I've been with, I've been the dominant personality. What's different with? Because I see, like, like I know, I know a couple of studs, right? Yeah. And I don't understand, like, they are so like some some of them they like more dude than I like they more bitchy than I. How do you care? But see, I saw like oh, it. Why? For from a, a be like if if you like a family, so they that's a different thing. Would like. It's so close to a man, like, how does that? Why do you, that, I don't just have that, that I'm with a stud. Cause I'm like, when they have a with a stud, cause I have, I might as well be with a man, dog, so. What's the difference between the, in your, for you personally, what's the difference between a man and a stud? The intimacy is different. A stud is not a transgender. A stud is not a woman that thinks she's a man. A stud is a woman. You go, more masculine presenting, but she's still a woman. She still has that soft femininity, emotionally. You feel what I'm saying? So no, their personality wise, once you get to know a stud deeply, they're not masculine at all. Like they're a woman. That's a woman, you know what I'm saying? So you have to treat you have to treat that stud like a woman. You have to virtue that woman like a woman. You have to treat her like a lady. Even if she's a gentle lady instead of a gentle man, you get what I'm saying? It's not, it's completely different. It's nothing like being with a man at all. Um, but I just feel like uh, they look similar and it's only the hour, you know what I'm saying? Only the appearance. And they may act as hard as they wanna act. You're a lady at the end of the day. You're a woman. You have those woman emotions. You have, you know, that estrogen in your body. Exactly. You have that woman's intuition. Exactly. They're going to bring problems to you like a woman. Exactly. Not like a man. It don't matter how messed in try to find. I mean, try to feel. But if you're not just a woman, you're not going to be into a stud. Exactly. And that's just what it is. It's a bad man, but she's still. She's I'm on that. I definitely have to plead the fifth on would I accept a bisexual man? Because there's so many rules, there's so much things you could think. You can be a woman and be like, I could never compete with a man liking another man. I can never do that. But what I'm gonna say is, women will be okay with a lot of things that being just communicating me not. Yes, the funny garbage do. And that's, that's, that's the best, and baby do communicate. Baby do communicate. So from my hand and comments on that, being with a bisexual man, I want my man to be a masculine man, a manly man. You know, if you know what I'm saying, I don't want my man to be laying up with another. True, I'm saying. It's hot. Yeah, like I still lay up with a man. I too said exactly. It's for you. Yeah. You cannot compete with. It's just, yeah. You know, especially when you're talking about settle down. You talking about dating and having fun is one thing. It's one thing. Settling down with somebody very easy to be my man, not this man. Uh huh. And it's back back to the threesome thing. You can't you 
Awana really never wants to share a person that they deeply, deeply in love with. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. Yes. And that's what he is. So next, he wants to go into some more games. Thank you guys again for tuning in to Baby Listen. Yeah. And this open discussion has been crazy. We never have enough time to just go over everything we want to discuss because topics just get so serious. And today, y'all had a special treat of having our producer and our engineer tuning in with us to give a gift input. Yeah. So make sure y'all follow him and check him out. We're going to tag everything to do for also a photographer. Oh, man. He's so dope. He's working so good. Very professional. We love him. So, yeah, y'all make sure y'all check him out too. We're going to give it to the so we have a black-owned game called Culture Karaoke. You can purchase this at Target, Amazon, anywhere. Just look up Culture Karaoke, Culture with a K, and we about to get into it. So what this game is basically, you know, we um celebrating 50 years, 50, 50 years of hip-hop. 50 years of hip-hop is insane. Shout out to Rapper's Delight. The first 10 out of R&B song that was put out. And let me give y'all a little fact. Um, 1989. It's when the Grammys first recognized hip hop as a music genre, okay? And they still full of shit, okay? But listen, because you know they don't be playing fair. But, um, yeah, so shout out to hip hop. Has y'all played with Nicki Minaj and never gave my uh, girl the, uh, a Grammy? I don't like that. Mm. But yes, even though you know she a little campaign, we learned out of the man's episode. That's the queen beat. No, you could be a better. You can't do both, but I'm a Clive That is. My mother grew up with Lil' Kim. How am I going to be a fan of Lil' Kim and my mother grew up with her? What I'm saying is, I feel like, for some reason, the culture had... It was like, had to choose one or the other. You can respect them, you can pay homage, but a real... But now I can only be one. I would never pay for a Lil' Kim concert. She sleep, y'all. I would never pay for enough tell her when the concert. Okay, but you could still be a friend. I'm not a fan. I pay comments, and I know what she did for hip-hop, and I know what she do. She's a beautiful woman. You know, she do her thing. But I am a Nicki Minaj fan. Like, I will kiss her toe. Anything. And I'll just say, oh, she's dope. I love me. They both hope to be be a fan of both this okay. So what the point of this game is, you have to get the name of the artist and the song that's being performed. So right now, the card that I picked up is Prince of R&B. Funny. Because we don't get into the conversation after I did this already. Oh, we did. We just but we don't talk about it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we got to guess. What I got to guess? Who the artist is. Okay. And what's all performance? Okay. <laughs> it's seven o'clock on the dot. I'll live my job. Stop cruising the street. I don't know I sure was coming with the song. Then, um, Penny, wake up. I got a real pretty, pretty little man that's waiting for me. I pulled the root and he had tits of hanging. I think that was fun. Dying her feet. I got plagued and it's a plug. What do y'all think I was on? I never speak and know what I mean. Let me knife the slow. Okay, your head it. It's slow. Okay, so the opposite was for Summer Song by Chris Brown or Usher. Oh, oh, no, no, no. So why did Chris Brown and his entourage, his posse, you remember they told Usher? Okay. It because it was so Chris Brown, Tiana Taylor had got a tour, but you know, a little woo woo. Right, right. You want this ball's birthday party? His mom didn't want Tiana Taylor, right? His birthday party. Yes, but Usher threw the birthday party. Why he threw the birthday party? So he's inviting who he wanted to, right? Because he thought, you know, it's good. Okay. Because he was, he wanted to have Chris Brown to have the time. Exactly. And Tiana Taylor got a tour. Why did Tiana Taylor come? She know I'm Chris Perk. Chris Brown has issues. Okay. I love Tiana Taylor. I want the body, okay? Okay. But, um, how do you feel about that? So, 
We just gonna put it on the table. Put it on the table. She is team Usher and I'm team Chris Brown. Cause she's she tripping. And she listen. Let us know if you team Chris Brown or team Usher and you play choice. So let us know who's the team. Team Chris Brown or team Usher. But people play with Chris Brown and y'all don't put no respect on the king. I love y'all don't call it the king. The king. But no one don't Chris Brown without Usher. Let's be clear. Usher, I love you. Thank you. But I'm a, a Chris Brown fan. Yes. And I don't play about my Chris Brown. And if you don't like somebody, don't have him coming to his party. Because y'all not Period. Period. Don't have to. She shouldn't have been there. I love Tiana Taylor, too. Don't get wrong. Okay. But I'm on. That's my son. I think that. Oh, she's going to play that song. Oh, dang it. That's my son. I'm going to play that. It was me. Yeah. Oh, Mike, you got to play that in the background. In the outro. You got to. Yeah. Make that the outro. But don't disrespect him like that. They, you should. If you throw out somebody a party, if I throw Angel a party, I'm going to ask her for her guest list. And I'm going to make sure that the people that's coming, she is okay with. This is the industry. This is not a personal relationship. He was disrespected. Usher tried to probably confirm because I feel like Usher is a mature and grown man. Also, you know, well, relax. And Chris Brown is not going for that. Just like I'm not going for that. So he did what he had to do. So it's cream. Uh, team Chris Brown. I feel like Usher thought that, you know, his intentions were good. And then when he went to Chris Brown, because they got to a dispute on his bus. Right. Chris Brown was leaving the dispute. Brown was mad. Right. So Usher went to go, you know, make the situation better. Yeah. They ended up getting jumped. So I feel like it was corny to jump him when he was trying to fix it. You do. Is that, but it ain't corny to jump. Because listen, because if we out and we got our whole team and a girl come up on you and fight too, all the books get the bonus. It's fair. We get the bonus. It's our party. Y'all, my people, y'all better have my man. Exactly. We get the something. You can't say that. You can't say it was corny. I don't think it's a double center. I think now you say it's corny. I think it's corny because your Isha never got to fight him because Usher's intentions were never wrong with Chris Brown. You want But that's why they energy not Right. But that's they squashed it immediately after because Chris Brown knew that Usher's were not pure. But I mean, were pure. I'm sorry. It's too. Yeah. But. I just felt like it was taken too far. It was miscommunication. I thought it was about business. It's like, oh, I didn't know. You feel me? Yeah. And then let me spend it. Like, I don't care about none of that. And so we don't, you don't know. Uh, when I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, too stupid. I might. He got like, oh, you know. No, no. We don't. I don't know. And now I'm like, they're freaking with. But so that's having a herpes. But like. It goes. She's going to say what it is. But he'll have big kid beef with. He's not beefing with nobody, because that's what he got to. He's old center, for sure. But Chris Brown is aggressive, and I just love Chris Brown, and I love how he's paying his 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 Brown on whatever he do. I love him. And I like that I take the accountability sometimes. Yeah. Fun man, you know, I was wrong. Yeah. And I'm kind of messed up in the head, so, like. And that's how I, I always, even in my relationship, I be like, I'm fucked up. And that's yeah. theory. Because, again, that's from generational curses that we got to be. And we still trying to work through those generational curses, so. The situation happened, they apologized, but I've always seen Chris Brown. You didn't want for now. Hands up, it's I'm gonna watch my hands up. Exactly, but I still seen my shirt. Pick your part. And that bad, you just hit him up in the last episode for the diss track. I only took, that was hurt. I know, that's what I'm saying. Oh, but then it's all my Nicki Minaj, man. But not as. But they just said, what is the hardest diss record of? It's fine. It's like. Okay, so. Joe Bird's Brian McKnight. Perform a song by one of these two male RB. Well, maybe that a guess. Well, Brian McKnight been in some drama too. Cause he cut off all his kids. And I'm listening. Me and my uh me and Mike, our first son that we did since we had our wedding, is gonna be about Brian McKnight. Mom. So I don't really know what I'm about to do, but and see if you know. You might get three. But I'm the one I want. 
Afahal? No. It makes just not. I wanna know. I wanna know. What I need? That's Jones. I wanna know. That was easy, baby. No, we can always sign for the loser. You would be taking shot. Why ain't I had your belly like fell off? We found him very Kevin. Fuck the lid is all like. Okay, so my next category is be mine. Oh, you been. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Let me think back. Okay. We'll have to perform a song that could be played during her marriage proposal. Okay. Okay, this is like literally like a classic. Okay. I will never find another love. Will you live in you? Sweet. That's Katie Tree and Joseph. Yeah, what's the Paul? Oh, I want to buy one of the Baby, fate. I preach for someone like you. Now, if you was born in the 90s and 2000s, that would be so strong. Give me the. The hidden stellar. Then hold on. Then I. About the best getting violent. But what are your favorites? Good baby. It's a burning bubble. I mean, it's kind of. No, that's a banger. That's a banger. Yes, but y'all, all good things must come to an end. Yes, if we. Oh, it's time to get out of here. Let me put these cars away. I want to thank everybody. Which next one was the East Coast and West Coast? I'm about to uh, pour off the push. The one by one, let's do one more. Where are the West Coast? Hey, no, find a song by whoever from the East Coast or the West Coast. You better guess what it is. If it's a me. Scoom. Hey. They've often enough. I'll be for a while. So, hey. Dropping like it's hot, dropping like it's hot, nothing like it's hot. When the beat's in your crib, dropping like it's hot, so it's blood event. That's dropping like it's hot. I don't know, no deal, double deal. Okay, all right, child. Y'all, we had so much fun with y'all today. Thank you for taking it with baby. Listen, look, we talked about a lot of good things. We see it was fun. Yes, make sure y'all check out our first episode. God did and the duels and the dunks to setting good boundaries with the relationships and friendships and the second episode like i told y'all before it was just an open discussion we had our producer our engineer tuning in with us and giving his input it was amazing we're a great team you looking forward to just doing so much other things in the future if y'all want to do an interview if y'all want to just if you're a rapper you're a singer you're doing anything please hit angel up with her dm her instagram is angel la that's a-n-g-e-l-e-l-a-y-e angel l-a spelled out Yes, and you can hear me up to point T two one six and we look forward to the next episode. This is baby Bliss. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>